0: Hello, Wall. Welcome to the Lunar Fire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 446, and today we'll be talking about Did You Remember? from Bee and Puppycat. I'm GC13. And I'm David. On oh, this. This was a sweet episode. Puppy Cat really does care about Bee. <laughs> really cares. Or at least, he cares about... Balling out? <laughs> like, he wants to be an impressive guy. So, you know, I think he does actually get a significant amount of his satisfaction in this episode from B's reaction, though, and specifically supporting B. And there's uh, there's a lot going on because there's not just all these cakes that he's hiding everywhere. There's also his slight push to try to get her to interact with her birthday machine, which she never does. And I have no idea if there's any consequence to her not eating the candy it dispenses, but Puppycat somehow stops it from exploding. So, you know, Puppycat's doing a lot of management for Bee. which is nice. I have to know, does uh, Puppycat's old man, Creaky Bones, ever come into play this season? Okay, so <laughs> I think that's just one of those idiosyncrasies of being and Puppycat. They aren't satisfied with just kicking off, you know, the premise for this episode with Bee pestering <laughs> Puppycat about her birthday for three months straight. It also just has to randomly throw in some other distracting detail like puppy cat. I, I think maybe it, it shows that he's kind of still focused on himself or maybe distracted. So maybe that's supposed to lead you to believe that he's not going to, you know, fulfill mm. her birthday wishes. And it seems like he's really just focused on fixing his back problems, which thank God he does. Right. He finally figures out if he stacks up a whole <laughs> bed of pillows on top of the couch, you know, it finally solves it for him. But I, I don't think so, you know? My first weird thoughts are like, oh, maybe the gun inside him is creaky. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I think it's just, yeah, a distracting element that enhances the joke. So as Succulentus or Linkin Park might say, it's just confusing what is real. <laughs> well, that quote continually applies to this show. Yeah. I, I, I think... Puppycat would be a big fan of Succulentus, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, minus the part where he's like... Old. Old. They're both old, though. <laughs> they are both old. I-, I can just imagine Puppycat trying to imitate the the bloom, cactus bloom in the plaza part, thinking he looks so cool <sighs> while doing it. You're Like, just thinking about OK KO is warming and hurting my soul at the same time. it's uh i i miss succulentus corporate takeovers something aren't they though the the other thing about the intro to the episode besides the weird (laughs) puppy cat needs a physical therapist thing is that the music musical theme that it sets up the do 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 so fun (laughs) to have the music matching all the little things puppy cat is doing with his back <laughs> and his paws <laughs> and then have that continue to actually the delight and surprise that b gets with each discovery right and they like play so many variations on that theme right and they're playing and pausing it a lot right as b you know takes off the ramekin or not ramekin what are those r- n- nesting russian dolls called i don't remember uh, ah, darn it i couldn't pronounce it Maskarovka, yeah. i think oh okay i don't know why i was thinking of the dish that you bake souffles in but uh (laughs) but you know she's like taking off all these weird turtle head things and eventually reveals like a cupcake with a snail on it right i love that scene but i also love the music with it i love the i'm not eating that one and puppy (laughs) cat just yeah (laughs) okay yeah the occasional cut uh, cutaways or camera movement toward puppy cat giving just extremely subtle right he's trying to be very low-key about it reactions to be so funny and then i like that i hit the cake under the sad boy <laughs> and she's like it's impressive <laughs> but rude oh i do want to talk about uh, cardamon sadness and, and maybe i have a slight lead to that from the music but i just wanted to call out that when they go to the arcade too and b's trying to kind of console cardamon there's just it's just really lovely that the theme is still baked into even the arcadey noises same thing happens too when they're like doing the quick scene with the post uh, the postal guy's car and you know puppy cats hit a tire in there but like they decide for that scene to make this very flowy beautiful piano variation of the song which i i yeah so i just loved hearing its evolution throughout this thing but uh yeah so cardamom is uh really calling out (laughs) what we should have already been thinking as viewers like what the heck? Where are the adults in this guy's life? I mean, bee's pretty useless as an adult, but yeah. no one on the island's helping him. Yeah, he's like, maybe I can keep them somewhere else. <sighs> yeah. Leave it to Puppycat, though. Always follow the money. Yeah, leave it to Puppycat to- accidentally say space to get her to do something. I like... (laughs) I love his weird... He just wrote it in pen on his fur. It doesn't really even make any sense. And I don't think it was an accident that he said space, because he emphasized space when she missed it the first time. Right. Yeah, I... She could have just left all those tears in Tempot space, too. Like, there's plenty of space. Yeah, Tempot was being pretty rude to her. I mean... Yeah, they don't have the greatest relationship in the first place. What happened? Tempot started so nice. Uh, Tempot's had it rough. We don't even know what's happening to Tempot. Also, is it That's always true. the same Tempot? Like Tempot told us there was a network of Tempots. I know they have the same memory, but they clearly have different personalities. Either that or B like forgot Tempot's birthday or something to get on Tempot's bad side. <laughs> right. I think that could help explain it. Is that they're visiting different instances of Tempot. How do you think uh, Puppycat hid his cake envelope, though, in his bell? Is that, like, hmm. an extra hammer space that he has? It must be. I mean, the, the dude's a gun, so he just has powers <laughs> we're not aware of. <laughs> the dude's a gun. <laughs> yeah, I-, I feel bad for Cardamon though. I They really let him scream and be emotional, and it It's funny that the music remains very calm, and like they're not trying to make the viewer distressed, but they are trying to emphasize that this is not okay. Like, Cardamon experiences a lot of frustration with carrying out the responsibilities of an adult, (laughs) taking care of his mom, or at least handling the tears, and being a landlord. you know, it's kind of depressing that in the arcade, B asks him, why are you so good at this game? And he's like, because I'm good at collecting money. <laughs> yep. Now, in the in the trend of video games I'm playing, being relevant to cartoons I'm watching, in the game Young Souls, when the main characters meet the mayor, and he's like, hey, you keep doing what you're doing, let us adults handle this. And they're like, aren't adults just kids who claim some measure of authority? And the mayor's like, well, yes. But we also have some measure of experience. So, let us do our job. I wish someone was there <laughs> for Ricardo. I wish B had some measure of experience. <laughs> yeah, she she goes full goblin mode by the end of the episode where her hair is, you know, all weighted down by the water oh yeah she's in full captain caveman mode i love it yeah just like and she's excited by the fact that the cake is a puddle she thinks that somehow puppy cat has purposefully made a cake puddle for the rain (laughs) Mm. man i am that bit at the end though with puppy cat and the machine hello puppy cat so many questions. So many questions. The machine that Bee's dad made is related. And of course, they throw one other tip of the hat at the arcade because we get a, a quick cut to the time on the wall. And of course, the clock is the spaceship that we've now seen underwater mm. and from the flashback. So, I mean, in case it's not any more explicit, like, yes, all these characters are related. Somehow Bee's dad explicitly knows puppy cat i mean we also saw him paying off puppy cat in that one memory yeah as a babysitter but apparently their relationship goes pretty deep because you know the birthday machine is core to something going on (laughs) with how Bee's robotics work and now we don't know beyond that also maybe Bee's dad lives inside it (laughs) you know yep now speaking of mysteries uh um I know you mentioned that we're going to do something big with Cardamont's mom at the season finale. Well, it did not escape me that some of those tears she was crying out happened to be events from the day. Very interesting. Yeah, because they at least make it explicit once where we see puppycat in a tear. No, there was the there was the dog that bit Bee's hair as well. Yeah, so you know, it kind of kicks off the idea that are these representations of emotion, like either sad or angry or, you know, basically, would that have some kind of relationship with the fact that a lot of the creations it makes are ugly or or maybe malicious? At the same time, though, we get this beautiful, beautiful scene in The Dishwashing Planet where the tears create astoundingly large and elegant and yet kind of dark and mysterious plant life and other just spectacles (laughs) again. And so, you know, maybe it's not just limited to that. Like maybe somehow the tears are capturing all this beauty and ambiguity and darkness. I don't know. But the funny thing is that the first time you learn more about Cardamon's mom, you're going to be like, well, (laughs) I'm excited to hear your reaction. Okay. is all I can say. Looking forward to that. Lo- always love getting a getting a good mystery answered, although based on what we met of the druids last time, I have a feeling it's gonna be in a a peculiar being puppycat kind of <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, aren't you glad that you didn't see the the um not wizards, but uh what are those guys called? Warlocks again. Warlocks, okay. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't show up for Bee's birthday. It was a much more pleasant episode without them. They probably had some grocery shopping to do. You know how it is. Yeah, I mean, I just like that there was a win on the dishwashing planet. Like, they... Well, <laughs> multiple wins. That little grifter puppy cat. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you know, everyone got what they wanted. <laughs> the the dishwashing robot got... Even Bemo, A company, yep. But, you know, it wasn't really that much money, though. I'm I'm wondering if the coin piles... You know, if someone handed me a bunch of coins, I would view that as a nuisance. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a lot more coins than they usually get, and I saw some high-denomination bills in there, too. That That's good. <laughs> I would have preferred just stacks of cash, you know, tightly bound together, but whatever. It's a dishwashing planet. Who knows how, how that robot gets paid. Yep, that robot is a bad negotiator. Also, lore that I shouldn't care about, that I'm only thinking about now, is... Is money universal? Is there just one intergalactic currency? I I assume they're able to use that money for B. Otherwise, she wouldn't care about uh about getting it. So yeah. she must be able to pay Cardamon with it when she's not you know paying him with uh, candy coins. <laughs> I'm wondering if like Tempbot is able to give money. You know, basically like a foreign currency exchange thing. Because I can't recall if we've actually seen money on any of the other planets. I doubt this detail has been thought through. (laughs) Maybe she just buys things off of Space Amazon. (laughs) Right. (sighs) Yeah. I should not be worrying about that. She could hire a temp to do jobs on Earth to get money to pay Cardamon with. (laughs) It's like the circle of work. Yeah, work. Isn't this the second time, though, that someone has just hired... Being Puppycat for... Company? Because isn't that what the race car guy wanted, too? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He had no intention of actually winning. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. It People aren't just lazy in space. They're lonely in space. Well, you know, they're all off, segmented on their own little worlds. They could travel if they wanted. They just don't see the occasion. Now, that is a metaphor for modern life. Wow. And it's true, though, because... The only person we've seen with the spaceship actually having any agency across space is, you know, Puppycat in his old pirate form. And that got taken away from him. Yeah. I wonder how rare space travel is. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, the the boss at the Donut Planet was able to go to the Toilet Planet. There's <laughs> some limited ability to hop around. Yeah. Well, and he just kind of can fly around in space. So that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, must be nice, boss. <laughs> it was actually really interesting. At first, I thought I must have understood something wrong. But no, B and Puppycat have been living together for a year as of this uh-huh. episode. Well, more than a year because her birthday wasn't on the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, I like that subtle um, movement of time. And of course, the island operates strangely. So... You know, we had an episode where all four seasons happened in one day. Yep, Seasons Day. So the only way we know that time's passing is this. Oh, I did have a question. Um, Do we learn much about what's going on with Deckard at culinary school? Yeah, so this episode does just kind of slide in that maybe things aren't going so well. Because uh, he's hanging out with his plants while everyone else chills around some guy with a prince crown (laughs) who's kissing people's hands. So, yeah, I I think Deckard is having trouble, but he's just been having trouble in the background. And, yeah, eventually he'll come into the foreground. I don't know. That dude looked like he was doing all that just because he knew Deckard was watching. He seemed not happy that Deckard had something more important to do than sulk. Yeah, poor Deckard. They've really purposefully kept him hidden, too, in the episodes. Like, we're ten episodes in, but he pretty much disappeared after episode... Three, yeah. Uh, three, and then B has been very nice in texting him, but... Yep. Yeah, he was so important for the first few episodes, and then they they really put him on a bus. Train, actually. It's strange because in since the first three episodes represent the first ten original, you know, web shorts, Deckard was like a key character, and, you know, B's friend. I don't know why they took him out, <laughs> but that's effectively what they did is they used the culinary school thing to just focus on the other misadventures of being puppy cats. <laughs> and he, you know, don't get your hopes up too much. I mean, we're definitely going to expand on, you know, what's been going on with him, but they chose to focus on the rest of the wizard family instead, which I think is cool because I love all the wizards. It's just funny that Decker didn't, become the standout character (laughs) yeah in fact that's Cass's job yeah that's Cass (laughs) and we love her so it works out for me that we do that we do anyway guys that's it for us on did you remember join us next week until then I'm GC13 and I'm David don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts later everybody Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.